<laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Power Hour. You'll notice something a little bit different. Uh, Claire's not here today, so this is me absolutely butchering the intro. So I hope <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> yeah, right? She's probably watching it right now on the beat. Like, oh, I should have showed up for just the intro. <laughs> But, uh, welcome to Power Hour. This is uh, your weekly mastermind where we sit down, we bring in experts to help you uh, advance and grow your career and business. And today uh, we have a uh, Rachel Simon is joining us to be talking about LinkedIn, which is really exciting. Uh, but before we get to her, we'll just do some quick intros. If you are not familiar with us, if this is your first time here, I am Dan Mott. I am a LinkedIn coach. I help you build your business on LinkedIn through uh, boot camps, courses, and other resources. And as we always do from week to week, we'll go Brady Bunch style. So Erin, how are you today? <laughs> I am good. And first of all, I want to say, look at this fancy scroll we have on the bottom today. So Dan has controlled the StreamYard streaming so <laughs> things up today. Who knows what else we're going to see today because Dan has full control <laughs> of this live. <laughs> also, <laughs> for those of you who were wondering, does Erin have an apple cider donut? Today, um, I am proud to say that I do. Whoa. What? Nice. <laughs> I was explicitly clear that you need to design me one. <laughs> Listen, maybe during this broadcast, maybe you hear a doorbell ring. Maybe you hear <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That would be pretty amazing. Um, so I'm Erin. I run Muscle Creative, and I help um, small and medium business owners connect with their audience through copy, um, copy as a conversation, like a two-way street so that you can really connect with your audience. So good morning, Matt. How are you? Nice. I'm doing well. So you said you might hear a doorbell ring. And my <laughs> response was, I might hear a doorbell ring regardless because right. <laughs> the Amazon delivery person seems to ring the doorbell every time a package comes and we get like three to five packages a day. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, please stop this. Why ring um, the doorbell? Just leave yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a call and I'm doing a training or something and just the doorbell rings. So anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you mentioning that. And you do a fantastic job at copywriting. So I, I really appreciate all the tips that I've learned from you in the past. Um, my name is Matt Zahn, and I show leaders how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling. I do it through workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I will turn it over to Dan. How did you get the point right off the bat? I always mess it up. I know. It's good, Matt. Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Nice. I'm learning. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm selfishly excited for today because everyone knows my favorite topic is LinkedIn and uh, getting to have this conversation is always my favorite. Uh, I got the chance to meet Rachel earlier this year, oddly enough, on Clubhouse we met and then got to uh, start hanging out on LinkedIn after that. Um, so Rachel is coming on today to talk to us really about LinkedIn engagement strategies. So very specific on, on content engagement, and how you can kind of boost those things. Um, she essentially makes people look good on LinkedIn. She's the founder and CEO of Connect the Dots Digital and trains individuals and teams on their LinkedIn presence and overall strategy. So Rachel, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, I'm great. This is so fun um, because you're right. We did meet on Clubhouse. So now we can actually talk and see each other and yeah, right. had a picture. Yeah, exactly. Just a little face. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining, having me join the power hour. Uh, and, um, I'm excited to talk about again, LinkedIn is also my favorite topic of conversation. Uh, so let's do it. Awesome. Um, so engagement strategies, 
Um, and I know we're going to kind of be talking about how to, because there's, right, there's a lot of things when it comes to LinkedIn. Um, and if you were here a couple of weeks ago, I kind of took you through um, at least the five pillars that I personally see, right? And I think that's that's the interesting thing um, for, for us LinkedIn coaches or even other content creators, other people on LinkedIn, people who don't do what we do. But I mean, like a lot of you um, right down below us or even in the chat here today, um, all have different approaches, different styles when it comes to LinkedIn. Um, engagement is a very important component of that. And I, I, I've, I've kind of said before, like if I had to only choose gun to my head, if I could only produce my own content or if I only can engage on other people's content, I would choose to engage on other people's content because it's really about conversation. It's about community. It's about getting to know people, um, which I really think is the backbone that's, that's really all LinkedIn ever comes to, you know, like people will use it as a sales tool, as a marketing tool, but really at the end of the day, it's a networking tool. Um, so let's, let's talk about engagement, Rachel. Like what, like, what do you see? Obviously I think it's very important. What are, what are your opinions on just engagement overall, um, like on the platform? Yeah. So I think your point of like, if I could, if I had to choose my own content or other people's, I would also always choose engaging on other people's content because, too often, you know, somebody, they're doing all the right things, right? Their profile looks great. They, you know, they're like, I'm going to be posting and they put their posts up and then they close the app or they, you know, close the window and then they come back the next day and they're like, oh, only got three likes on my post because they're not, you know, kind of getting into where the fun and the magic happens, which is putting up your, creating your own content, but then engaging meaningfully with other people so that they start to see you and get to know you. And LinkedIn really, really likes it when you engage with other people. So the more you engage with other people, LinkedIn's gonna be like, huh, they're, they're really, I like this person. Let's, let's push their content out too so more people can see them. So it's sort of that, you, that give to get, right? If you really want your content to start to shine, you have to get in and do some of the heavy lifting on other people's. And, you know, for me personally, um, that's how I built awesome relationships with people by engaging with their content and sort of getting to know them through their content. They get to know me through my comments and it builds this rapport so that, um, you know, you're building this relationship slowly over time on a digital platform, but it translates into the real world. So it's so, so, so important. Um, it just is sort of a, a way to make it of a more deliberate process. And that's what I like to help people with. And how do you, what do you suggest for that? Like, <clears throat> you know, for people to like cut a certain amount of time out of their day, make a list of people, like what, how do you kind of have them attack it? So um, there's a lot of ways. Some people will have like, uh, a deliberate, you know, they have a list of people, they have it in a spreadsheet, or I use a, um, like bookmarks in my uh, browser. And I'll speak a little bit more about that because there's a, there's an action item towards the end. So I'll talk about that. But, um, you know, even just spending 15 minutes a day in the morning, maybe while you're eating lunch and in the evening scrolling and engaging is like a great way to start. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time for LinkedIn. You know, I'm not going to, I can't spend hours on this platform. Well, no, only Dan and I should be spending hours on this platform, right? Because <laughs> that's what we do professionally. Most everybody, if you can just chunk a few minutes, 
a couple times a day to, you know, like what I like to do in the morning when I get up and I'm, I talked about coffee in a post yesterday. So I wake up and I go right to my coffee and I scroll on the, I don't use the app often, but I do use the app in the morning. So I will drink my coffee and scroll through the app and sort of see what's going on. Is there anything I want to be paying attention to? Are there any posts I want to engage with or come back later and comment on when I'm a little bit more caffeinated? Um, so doing that in the morning, doing that at midday and then in the evening while, you know, you're watching TV or, you know, my it's Thursday. So there's football on, which I could care less about. But if the football game's on and my husband's watching it, I'll be looking at LinkedIn to see if there's anything I want to be doing. So that's one simple approach. And if you can do that and comment on five, 10 people's posts, that's amazing. That's going to really do a lot. Um, so that's just one way. The other way is to, again, to be a little bit more deliberate where you have lists of people and maybe, you know, there is a bit of a conversation of, uh, if you comment before you post, like if you spend 15 minutes commenting on other people's posts before you post your post for the day, does that warm up the newsfeed a little bit? Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I just get my post up and I'll come back later and, uh, and oh, look, I'm, I'm on a live right now. <laughs> He's Cameo <laughs> appearance. Um, and he's probably like, I really need that. <laughs> um, no, Rachel, so I, I, I really appreciate you mentioning that. So one of the things that I heard you say is 15 minutes a day. So let's talk about that. Because 15 minutes a day, if I do really quick math, that's over an hour and a half a week if we're going off of seven days. So let's just say everyone spends 15 minutes a day, seven days a week. There are still people out there that are watching this that may say, I don't have an hour and a half a week to dedicate to that. And my response to them would be, so to give you a little background on myself regarding LinkedIn, I started getting involved in LinkedIn late 2019. So right around September, October of 2019, right before COVID hit. Prior to me getting involved, I was doing three to four in-person networking events a week. Oof. So I drive to the networking event. So I literally have my normal day to day. I'd have dinner with my family. Then I drive to a networking event. So you have the commute to the event. I would spend, you know, two hours at the event. I would drive back. I'd send you know, my follow up emails after the fact. So we're talking about three hours, three to four times a week. And it was good for my business. I was bringing in business. Things were great. And then once COVID happened and it shut everything down and we weren't doing in-person networking events, I started doing LinkedIn and I quickly found LinkedIn is networking on steroids is mm -hmm. what it is. It's literally networking on steroids and it 10 X my ability to network in a fraction of the time. So an hour and a half spent on LinkedIn for the entire duration of a week for me <clears throat> is literally a fraction of the time that I was spending and the results have been unbelievable compared to what I was doing. So for anyone listening to you saying, I don't even have 15 minutes a day, you sound crazy. That's a way I don't have that time an hour and a half. Just think about people that do in person networking events in the past and everything the positives that happened from doing that, but also the time commitment. So yeah. what you're saying, it almost sounds too good to be true to be able to network in that amount of time and have the kind of results. Yeah. So and I would also chat that's an a really important point, um, you know, 
because thinking about how much time, just the commute time, let's, let's just take the networking event aside, just the commute time, even if it was 15 minutes there and back, that's 30 minutes that you're sitting in your car, you know, it is dead time unless you're doing calls and stuff. But I challenge people, you know how much time we waste on this thing? <laughs> I mean, looking at Facebook, scrolling Twitter for to be mad at people or you know, playing solitaire. I mean, there is, I don't believe, I, I would actually not believe anybody if they tell me they don't have 15 minutes a day. It's just use your time a little bit uh, Ariel, totally. <laughs> totally winning. Uh, you don't even have to get dressed, you're winning. <laughs> I love her. Um, you know, I, I used to be like a Twitter scroller. I, use that time on LinkedIn. It's so much better. It's just a better use of your time for your business. So you can find that time if you just think about what you're doing in your uh, on your phone. Look at your app use. Well, what's crazy too is like, and I, I'm I'm guilty of this, and I've done this before, and I've gotten better at it with by implementing systems and structure to like my day and like scheduling time to do certain activities. But I can sit on LinkedIn and just scroll and like not like if you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna scroll the feed and you're not going to even if you're liking, right? Like you really need to comment, you need to engage. It's a conversation. Like you can't just go to I always and I'm glad we're talking about this already because I always bring up the like LinkedIn is essentially like being at a live event, right? Like so if you don't have to get, you don't have to commute, you don't have to get dressed. Um, you like, but you, you have to sit down, you have to talk to people. You can't just like walk around the showroom floor, like show up to an event, look at it, not shake anyone's hands, not talk to anyone the entire time and be like, that was a successful day, right? Like you have to sit down, you have to meet people, you have to shake hands, you have to have conversations. You have to do the same thing on LinkedIn. You can't just sit there and scroll feed. Absolutely. So to that point, the other thing that is like, it, it makes me sad is when people get comments, they do, they're putting up content content is resonating with their audience, their audience comments, and then they never respond to those comments. And word. so that is another important engagement component is that, and that is the equivalent of, I meet you at a networking event, you ask me a question and I turn and walk away. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, thanks. <laughs> right. do that. But, you know, if somebody leaves a good comment on your post and you don't respond, that's basically what you're doing. Now, if somebody puts up a, hey, great post or thanks, I mean, there's really nothing much to say with that um, other than maybe like it. Now, I did see a post this morning when I was scrolling while I drank my coffee from Mick Adam. Mick is uh, an awesome LinkedIn trainer. I think he's in Denmark. Sorry if that was the wrong location, but he's in Europe. And his was, even on those, the great posts respond with, thanks so much. What did you like about it? Mm. Ask a question to try to get that the commenter maybe to pull uh, a little bit more information, you know, and, and start that conversation. And they may not respond, but at least you're trying. That's a great point because I think that even with the meaningful comments, not just the, the great posts, right? Like you should always, and I and I do this as part of my social selling strategy, right? Like anytime I DM someone, I always put a question in there because it, it encourages them to respond to it. So you can do the same thing with your comments. Like if you get a nice post, awesome, ask them a question, try and get them to engage. I think Matt, you actually do a really good job of this yourself. Like you'll I'll, I'll comment on your post i'll see other people comment on your post and then you get back to them with a question and you, you like you're now having a conversation in the dms which is I, I think a really cool aspect of that and it helps to further the engagement like helps you get to know people better helps helps you boost your post there's so many good things that come around with that sure yeah thanks yeah. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. yeah and and i mean we we also have to realize 
LinkedIn's a business, right? Their the whole mission is to get eyeballs on on their their platform, on their screen, and they want people that have engagement. That's that's what they want from a business perspective, so that they can do ads, they can do premium subscriptions. So the way I view it, and to your point, Dan, is I feel like if I can have engaging content where I'm going back and forth with people through the algorithm, I'm showing LinkedIn, I'm helping you, I'm helping your business because I'm bringing people, not that I'm bringing people to the platform, but people are engaged with my stuff. So at the end of the day, like they want to sell ads as well. So what could we do to make sure that our content is relevant and people are commenting and people, I, I, I'm always trying not, not to play the algorithm game. I am putting out what I consider very valuable content for people but also just being cognizant of the fact that the algorithm does matter. It just, it does, right? And not that you want to trick the algorithm or anything like that, but you do want to put out content that really connects with people and that you can go back and forth and start that conversation. Absolutely. On the topic of the algorithm, have y'all read the uh, 2021 algorithm report that was released Monday by Richard Vanderbloom? No, but I'm very interested. I, I, have, I emailed myself a link that I need to go read it. I just oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, there is so much amazing information in there. He is a, he is a wealth of knowledge and we should all be grateful for his research because it will all make us better content creators on this platform. Oh, That's a commercial for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> Report, but it it, uh, it is it is amazing it's quite a work interesting yeah what about like those things that like so i hear you know if you make somebody you know you do a dot 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 and you don't show like a chunk of text at the top of your post so you make people kind of like click in to read the rest of your thing like does that matter i don't really do stuff like that i mean um you know, I don't know. That's not the way I create content. I, I do try to put a, something at the, you know, in the to hook so that yeah, people will sure. read it. But, you know, I, I'm a little, um, I really, really hate the one line posts. I can't, I find them hard to read personally. The bromes. <laughs> the what? Especially the bromes. When, when they break the line where there's no punctuation, it just, it, it's like, it's so weird. I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't try to personally with the way I uh, create content, that's just not the way that I go about doing it. And somebody who has a lot of success with that might think differently, but yeah. my thought is, you know, you just put good stuff out there and people are going to respond. Put out thoughtful, creative, interesting, content and that engagement strategy is how you build the audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, a year and a half ago, I wasn't getting the engagement that I'm getting now. Now, you know, again, I'm still like I'm building, I still am in a building phase, but a lot of that is I think a combination of more deliberate content creation along with a much more structured engagement strategy by commenting on people who, and this is another key piece, is that comment on, de determine who are the people in your specific industry you need to be engaging with. Now they might be competitors of yours, but they have an audience that you wanna get, they, you want to be exposed to. So I followed 
and started engaging with a lot of the big LinkedIn people, right? John Asperian, Kevin Turner, who everyone needs to follow, um, Brenda Miller, like all these awesome cre content creators because A, I want to learn from them, but B, I wanted to them to know me and I want their audience to see me. Mm -hmm. And that helped in countless ways. One, by building relationships with those people Whereas today now I consider them to be my LinkedIn friends, but also building a, a broader network for myself. So, you know, you might think it seems counterintuitive to be commenting on your competitors, but it's giving you exposure to an audience that's interested in that topic. Yeah. I mean, if they have a similar target audience, then, then that's gold for sure. Yeah. And for right. a lot of us, there's more than enough work for everyone to go around. Right. We can I think that's the thing, right? Like there's, I could go at it alone and I could ignore Rachel and everyone else that's out there that I'm friends with, but it's so much harder for me to try and build an audience and like actually capture people's attention by doing so. But at, like as a unit, as a whole, when we all work together, we can all attract more people, help more people, right? Like there are people who follow me who are never going to buy from me, but I can introduce them to Rachel and they're going to, they're going to vibe with her much more. They're going to like her services. They're going to like her personality, her style better than, than they would mine. And they're going to go work with her. And that's awesome because she's got people in her network that are the same for me. And they're going to get to know me and be like, all right, well, I, you know, like, awesome. I, I, I'm going to work with Dan or I'm going to work with Ariel or I'm going to work with whoever. So. Right. And like, to your point, Dan, you know, you have a, spe a specialty in like sales and sales navigator. Okay. That, that's not what I, I know enough to be dangerous with it, but um, if I needed, if I had a client or a, a prospect who really needed to use Sales Navigator and how to leverage it, like here, I'm not the person for them, but I know that you are. So you know, we all approach it, and I think in, in multiple, in lots of fields, it's like everybody approaches it from a slightly different perspective, and so we can all kind of support and, and work together. Um, to know that, you know, at the end of the day, we all want people to utilize LinkedIn or do copywriting or storytelling in the best way possible, right? So, exactly, because mm -hmm. um, we're passionate about our area of expertise. Yeah, and it's like that phrase, rising tides lift all boats, right? So it's like, you know, the more people are interested in talking about your area of expertise, the better it is for everybody that's involved. So I think it's a healthy conversation to have, you know, um, to, you know, to chat with each other's followers and, you know, and that sort of a thing. And, um, and Steve is on here in the chat. Hi, Steve. He's one of our regulars here. Always glad to see him. Um, and so he said that he posts every week and he gets um, great feedback, but the views of his posts are not always great. And so what would you suggest there that maybe he increased the engagement he does in other posts so people start to see him more and come check out his stuff maybe? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, look, there's never any, there's never going to be a downside to engaging on other people's content. I also, I, I try, um, and it's so hard because those views are like, you know, we like numbers, right? We like big numbers. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have engagement than views because, you know, the views are even just like, what does it even mean necessarily? You know, it, it's so they change week to week. Like last week, I felt like views were kind of down. Um, you know, sometimes they're up, they're down, they're all over the place. I would be more concerned if I wasn't getting comments than I was related to what my view count was. You know, and videos just for, um, I don't know if Steve does videos, but video views are counted differently. So you have to have, someone has to watch a video for three seconds for it to be counted as a view. 
Yeah, you can literally just like swipe like that really fast. And if someone shows up and goes by, like that's a view. But on a video, it has to be three seconds on the screen. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah, so that's another reason why it's like if someone scrolls past my content and they don't even look at it, does it really matter versus yeah. reading sure. it and commenting or asking a question? Yeah. yeah, we so we've had we've had individuals on that talk about fitness. And one of the things I've learned about fitness is you could take all the supplements you want. If you're not eating healthy, it's not really going to matter, right? Because actually eating healthy, what we put in our body is so much more important than supplements that we take, roughly speaking. And I'm speaking yeah. generally. I feel the same way about great content versus trying to trick the algorithm. So there's a lot of people that try to trick the algorithm. They try to structure their posts to be spot on with getting engagement, mm -hmm. but it's really offering value to our audience. It's really producing great content that's gonna get that engagement. And I, it's, it's like the great healthy eating habits versus, hey, I could take a pill and it will do X, Y, and Z. So as, as an example, recently I, I shared a post and I literally was unbelievably excited to, to share this post because the whole intention of the post was to help people in my network. So what ended up happening was I had, I had very, I had a lot of difficulty sleeping the night before and I was getting in this stress loop. There's a very frustrating situation that was happening. And my wife wakes up after I was tossing and turning for multiple hours. And she says, why don't you go down to your office and why don't you start journaling and kind of getting all of these things on paper that are stressing you out. And I did. And literally after doing that, I fell asleep after five minutes because I got all that stressful energy and I put it out on paper and I realized it wasn't near as big of a deal as I was making it. So the next morning I had to share that because I know there's a lot of people that are battling anxiety and stress and frustration right now with things happening. So I didn't think about the time I was posting it. I didn't think about the structure as much. I didn't think about, hey, how do I trick the algorithm to get a bunch of views? I just posted it knowing hopefully I help one person by doing this. And I got significant amount of engagement and views from that post. Recently, I tried to do one of those posts that it's like A, B, and C. This is a post that should go viral and it went nowhere, right? So that's the difference between healthy and eating habits and just taking a pill. It's the same thing. It's, are you producing great content that's valuable to your audience? Or are you trying to trick the algorithm to get a few additional comments? So that's what I would say to everyone listening, focus on offering value to your network and posting great content. I completely agree. And I always love fitness analogies because I think that that is, you know, it, the other thing is like, you know, you with all of this stuff, right. And using a fitness analogy, it's like, some people will talk to a LinkedIn expert and they're like, you have to post every single day and, you know, do it in this way and, or it's never going to work. And, you know, for somebody who is a new content creator, I mean, that's the equivalent of like a, a personal trainer telling you to go into the gym and lift the heaviest weight in there, right? You don't do that. You have to build up the practice. You have to start, you start with the 10 pound weights and then you work your way up. So, you know, I like to kind of give the guidance of do what you can do consistently and you can always do more. So if you can get one great post up a week and then build, your, you know, do those engagement strategies. So you post once a week and it's a good post, but in the rest of the week, you're commenting, commenting, commenting. 
you can do that for, you know, a couple of weeks, then maybe you can build up to two posts a week. And then, you know, you kind of can build up to a, a more, you know, um, a, a larger posting cadence. But, you know, if you can't consistently do it, then you're, you're not going to be successful because you're going to burn out. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic point. And people may be listening to this thinking, what's the point? That seems crazy that I need to build up to this and do posting and all this stuff. I mean, Dan, Rachel, and Aaron can tell you the power of LinkedIn. I, I, I will tell you, it completely changed my business. Like the results are literally mind boggling. And it's not necessarily the platform, platform, it's the people, right? It's just it's just an avenue to connect us to great people and the networking and everything we're talking about. But the amount of business I brought in from LinkedIn is it's, it's incredible. So for everyone out there that they're trying to figure this out, they're posting, it's not really working. Keep at it. Do what Rachel says. You'll get there. And if you do it properly, you will see incredible results, whether you're trying to land a, a new job, a better job that could be used or you could use this platform for that. Or if you're trying to bring in business, like this platform has the ability to connect us to people that want to do business with us. They want to help us advance in our career. And it, it's just, the, the results could be astounding if done properly. Absolutely. So, okay. I love uh, what I'm seeing in the comments here. They, people are just solving each other's problems. Like <laughs> Ariel pointed out that Steve's pick wasn't invisible to second or third degree connections. He's now looking into that. Like, um, that's awesome. And then Josh had a question. Um, Josh says, uh, what's the balance between posting content from personal versus the company LinkedIn page? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, it's a, there's, it's a double strategy, really. I mean, the company page are really important because for branding purposes, and again, depending upon like, is it a big company? Are you a solopreneur? Even if you're, you know, it's your business, you should have a company page so that your logo can be visible. And there's for that whole branding component, it is good to be posting probably once or twice a week from your company page. And if you want an expert on company pages, Michelle Raymond. She is awesome. She's out of Australia. She is a evangelist for company pages. She believes very, very strongly in the power of company pages and has a lot of great information resources on how to use them effectively. Um, I'm not great at using my company page. I did post about this on mine today. So uh, I, I was like, that's a good one. Really, you know, it's good to... It, there is a purpose and a value in it, but people are connecting with people. And so you're going to get more engagement and more, you'll see more results from your personal profile than your company page. Um, and then that's really, you know, we want to connect with people uh, and that's the best way of going about doing it. And, you know, to do that, to creating those con that content that shows your personality, that balances what you do, why you do it and who you do it for with who you are as a person, right? Because at the end of the day, we need to understand that and who you are. I mean, like, I know Dan's hilarious because he's funny in his content, okay? And then I like humor because I think I'm kind of funny. And so that is an immediate something where I'm like, I like that guy. I definitely want to get to know him better. Um, you know, if, if all Dan posted was like, here's how to use Sales Navigator. Ba, 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 ba. It would be very boring. I also kind of do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you do it in a way that makes it fun. You don't just, yeah. it's 
it's not dry and boring. And that's, you know, sometimes people take issue with, you know, this isn't Facebook and this is a professional platform, but you bring your whole self to work. You know, when I worked in an office, I talked about my kids and my husband and where we were planning to go on vacation and things I was interested in. We didn't just talk about work from nine to five. So, you know, you have to pull the curtain back a little bit. So, all right. So you, you brought up a really good point and I, I have to throw this out there. What is professional? I and, and I mean that, I mean that <laughs> sincerely. So for everyone listening, what is professional? Cause I think the perception and the picture people have sometimes is IBMers in the eighties that are in full suit and tie that were demanded to show up to work. And these are Armani suits. We're in the COVID years. People are doing work in their PJs and they're doing great work. Like, so what, like, what is professional? And I, I feel like that's something that we need to talk about. Obviously, you don't want to stiff arm people that you could have as a client or someone networking wise. Like we want to be decent human beings. But I, I think people's image of professional is these stuffy business posts that don't go anywhere and we've been we've been talking about live in-person networking events. Like if you go to a networking event, you're gonna talk about where you went to school, your family, sports, you're gonna talk about different things, you're gonna talk about business, you're gonna talk about work, you're gonna talk about those as well, but it's it's relatable. So I, I would really push back and question people like what is what is your idea of professional? Because if it's stuffy business posts. I got news for you. And Dan, Rachel, and Aaron, who does copywriting, can speak to if you're posting stuffy business posts, it's not going to go anywhere, right? You have to have personality. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be authentic. You have to be able to connect. So that's 100%. my little, my, my question to everyone. What is professionalism? <laughs> I feel like you could do a whole power hour on that topic, probably. Um, you know, I completely agree. I mean, I think the alternative is LinkedIn is going to, would, would you rather have it basically be a case study and have all the posts be white papers and case studies? Because that's technically professional, right? I think there is a time and a place for case studies and white papers, but that's not what we all want to read, you know, all day long. So the example I love to share is um, about a year ago, or this was probably pre-COVID, uh, my daughter is a swimmer. She swims competitively. And I had written a post about what I learned from watching her compete over the years. Because if any of y'all or anyone listening has experience with, you know, year-round swimming, it is a brutal sport. And these kids are practicing for hours and hours a week to shave milliseconds off of times. And so, you know, I talked about commitment and resilience and, you know, kind of all those qualities that I observed from her. And I met a, someone on Clubhouse uh, who was a podcaster and we um, connected on LinkedIn and he was like, oh, I saw your post about your daughter. You know, my kids all swam. My wife and I are swimmers. I'm writing, I'm doing a documentary about swim teams in my area. Um, and that was an immediate point of connection with this person. That wasn't a professional post, but it, it was something that he could immediately connect and relate to me on. So um, I always push back on that and like to use that example. So I have in my profile, um, like three fun facts about me, like that I play video games, that I play D&D, that I'm a Harry Potter nerd and like all this stuff. The amount of times that comes up in conversation is incredible. Like it's, mm -hmm. 
you just all you need is like that one thing for for you to just connect with someone on and you're boom you're like now you're in a you're in a conversation so it really it really does help to kind of like to to show who you are to not just be right like i'm i'm not dan mott owner of six three media and that's my whole life right like i'm i'm in my office in my house and i i leave and i i hang out with my family and i uh, I do things on the weekend. I have hobbies and all these things, right? Like we we are made up of so much more than than just our our business or our profession or our career. And I think that that's why people want to connect with us. That's why people want to have conversations with us. That's why people want to get to know us. That's why people want to be friends with us. And I think it's important to share those things because if you don't, you're missing out on that opportunity, and you're only giving yourself to, to connect on one thing that you have in common, which is what you do for 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 your business, for your life, which is- Exactly, and Aaron likes apple cider donuts. I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, uh, when you jump on a call with somebody, you don't immediately be like, hello. Okay, so in this thing, you know, I mean, you ask them. Like, have you, you know, done a call like that? I you have, it's weird, have you, it's weird right? <laughs> it's it weird. is really weird. Yeah. You know, you don't just jump right in to the, the topic at hand. It's like, how, how, how's your morning? Oh God, the kids. And then this, and I'm running late. And I can you believe this happened? You know, or whatever. Um, you, you chit chat. You, it's like the human way, you know, you don't just immediately launch into like, you know, what you're the, the business that you're going to try to accomplish in that call. So it's like why people think that that's about this. I mean, LinkedIn is social media it, it is, you know, and so, and why, it's awkward, you know, if you're just constantly boom, boom, boom. And, and I'll say like when um, it goes for direct messages too, like that my biggest pet peeve is when people direct message me and they immediately launch into their pitch or that now I'm like not connecting with everybody. Like I, I would get connection requests. Sure. That's cool. I had to connect with more people. And now I'm like, I don't know, you know, because it's like, as soon as I approve that connection, here comes the 10, you know, now, now I'm in their sphere, right? And now I'm in their sequence of LinkedIn messages and I get like their whole funnel, you know, of like pitches. And it's like, um, it's an immediate turnoff. And I'm like, I will not work with you because it's like, it's you're, you're launching into, uh, you know, um, business right away. And so I think it's the same thing. It's like, people want that personal connection. Sure. Yeah, those are the worst. Those are the worst messages. Well, you, you're, you're leading with me, 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 as opposed right. to uh, you, 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 or, or us, us, us. So, well, just say thanks yeah. for connecting. If you want to send a message, like, right. hey, thanks. I'm happy to get to know you. Mm -hmm. Done. I, know. I mean, uh, yeah, nobody, nobody likes those messages. Yeah. I really don't think a single person is like, I love it when I get pitched immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it's like, so cool. I, I only do because I pitch them back. <laughs> I do have a funny story, uh, really quick. I, you know, had added like under my experience uh, moderating for Clubhouse, so it came up as a new job. This was in the summer, and so I got a big long message from a financial planner, and I was going back and forth in the DMs, like you know, I know. Uh, you're using an automation tool like you know you need to be really careful with those blah 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 back and forth back and forth um i even told him he should follow ariel as an example of an awesome you know uh, someone in finance who's a financial planner who uses linkedin in a great way um and the conversation ended and then recently i added another little you know side thing under my experience and i got the same damn message from him yesterday <laughs> <laughs> The same you never get your message. business ever. Mm -mm. And and I was like, should I respond with just a? And what do you all think? I was thinking like, 
what if I just respond with, how's that automation working for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just too snarky? <laughs> no, I think go for it. I, I had a, someone who reached out to me. definitely something snarky. Snarky is, I think at this point, you're in the snark world um, because my gosh. Um, but I had someone reach out to me wanting, asking if I wanted more flexibility, time flexibility in my life. And if I mm. wanted to be in, on, in her business or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm good, but thank you. You know, have a great rest of your week, you know? And then, okay, great. Well, if you ever need my services, okay. And then, you know, not a few days later, well, you know, I was really just thinking about you and I really think this could be a good fit for you if you want more income and um, flexibility and everything. And I'm like, yeah, really, I'm, I'm great. You know, I'm good. Uh, but you know, good luck or whatever. And then, then when she responded, similar to you, Rachel, it was the exact same response she gave me three days ago, you know, like, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to respond. But if you need, you know, if you need my service, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, wow. well, and I, would, I would call those the um, anti-engagement strategies because yeah. <laughs> that, you know, we want to build connection with people and want people to want to see us and want to get to know us. And when people, when you do that, and everybody, I know everyone in your audience knows what not to do, but when, when those messages are sent, it's like, woof, yeah. slamming the door in someone's face. I mean, that is going, that is such a turnoff. Nope. Most people are going to ignore. Some people are going to report and block you. So you need to be careful. Um, you yeah, some know. people are cold hearted. <laughs> but, you know, there are people who they are, they especially if it's clear they're using automation, which is against the, the user agreement, they'll report because they're breaking the rules. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. it, so that would be the anti-engagement strategy, those kind of messages. Speaking of anti-engagement, I got blasted the other day. So I, someone sent me a message, this whole sales pipeline process, right? I get this message, I get like an email chain sequence, like a drip thing. And she wanted to get on a call with me. And I said, I, I like what you're doing regarding the marketing space. I think what you're doing is value. I, I don't have time to hop on a call with you right now. It seems like a very salesy approach. And her response was, well, you don't know anything about leadership clearly, because if you did, you'd, you'd get on this call with me. And I'm like, wait a second, wow. is, this, is this supposed to endear me to you by telling me I know well, nothing about leadership? Right right? Now. Like, <laughs> well, now I want to chat. You're dumb. You really need my help. Well, wow. I, I mean, am I supposed to say you're absolutely right? You know, I do suck at leadership and my, I would I would go up in leadership tenfold if I got on a call with you. It's 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 unbelievable. That's amazing that they would be so that's so insulting. Like, you know, just OK, thank you. Come right. on. Like, wow, that's uh, that's a good example. I hope I hope you wrote a post about that. <laughs> it's coming up. We will now. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So we're, we're coming up on, uh, I, I don't know how to call this, the 45 minute mark. Um, uh, so Rachel, why don't you tell us, uh, I know you've got a little bit of homework assignment for everyone listening in uh, to help them increase their engagement. So what do you have for us? So my um, challenge is that for everybody to uh, identify five to 10 or more people that you want to start engaging with. So you can kind of figure out who are those people and then 
kind of bookmark their recent activity. So it's good that, you know, they should be sort of in your wheelhouse, whatever your specific industry is, um, and be creating content regularly. So it doesn't make sense if they're not content creators. So go to their LinkedIn profile, go to their activity section, to their recent posts and bookmark to that recent post part of their profile. So you can either pop that into a spreadsheet or create it um, a folder in your browser. That's what I do. And just look at those every maybe couple times a week. Go through each profile. Don't open all the tabs at once. LinkedIn doesn't like that. So I think some people are getting dinged. They think it's automation. It's not. But go. It's a little bit cumbersome sometimes. But just go profile by profile. See if they have a recent post. If it's something that resonates with you, to drop a meaningful comment. Um, and just practice building that engagement by doing it, by commenting. Um, and uh, you'll start to feel more confident, I think, with it. And sometimes you can take a great comment and turn that into its own post. And that's fun. I've literally taken screenshots of my comments and turned them into posts. Yes, and I have seen that because one of them was on one of my posts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's the cool thing, right? Like I think that uh, I'm constantly on Rachel's content and she's constantly on mine. And that's like part of our process. It's and. It, it creates that engagement. It creates this relationship where we're now we're friends and we're like, we are a lot of our people in my audience and her audience know each other and, and get to know each other. So there's, there's a lot of benefits that come out of it. You build relationships with the individual user, you get access to their audience and vice versa. Um, and you, you create a lot of opportunities to collaborate on different projects or things exactly like this, right? So like, I think this is a perfect case study of like what happens when you go out and I always refer to it as my tribe. Um, like who are those, those, those ten, five to 10 people that you are going to regularly engage with who share a similar audience to you, who share similar objectives to you that you're going to get along with. Like I think even personality is a big, is a big component of that. Like these are the people you want to be friends with. So like, just because awesome, they're, they're smart and they have the same audience as you, but you don't vibe with them or they're kind of mean to you. then Like don't, don't connect with them. Right. Like you can remove them from your list, go find people that you're going to like, you're going to enjoy spending time with. Absolutely. And it's a good way for, um, if there's certain people you're targeting for business, you know how you get their attention by commenting on their content, they start to, uh, it is very noticed and appreciated. So if you're targeting specific people in specific companies, find those people that you can start to engage with and that builds that rapport. Yeah. It's very effective. It's a really good point. You know, it's it's interesting how true that is, Rachel. So I, I've literally commented on some pretty influential CEOs posts. We get dopamine rushes when people comment on our stuff, right? So it doesn't matter who he or she is, how successful they are. If you comment on a post and you're engaged, they're going to feel really good that someone read their content and it's going to break down barriers for you to connect with them. So right. I, I would they may reach out to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, it's good stuff. Even better. Uh, so, well, Dan, I have to give you one little shout out because, you know, you inspired me through your email, uh, your emails that I was like, you know what? I probably have a lot of content from LinkedIn posts that I could be turning into an email. Uh, I was told newsletter is the wrong word, so I don't know what to call it. You word newsletter, so I call it my weekly email. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, newsletter is a dirty word. I don't know. But um, for lack of a better word, newsletter. But I went through and I took uh, almost two years of posts and turned them into like, you know, 25 something potential emails. So that was 
completely due to and being inspired by your email. So thank you for that. Oh, you are so welcome. Aaron was the one who inspired me to start my email. So. <laughs> Yay! Full circle. Um, yeah. what's, what's great about this is this is something I've started doing recently. Um, last, last, last thing before we go. Um, LinkedIn allows you to download so much stuff. Go request a full. I do this once a month now. This I've done it three times so far. Go and request your. You have to request your full download. You'll get a bunch of like I get a bunch of stuff I don't even look at. Don't use. What I take is um, you can all of your posts, all the every single. I have every single post that I've ever published to LinkedIn over the past ten years sitting in a file on my drive. I have every comment that I've ever left on anyone's post, whether it be my post or anyone else's post. Oh I have every DM that I've ever sent any person. So I literally have this file that I can go into and I can keyword search. Today I'm going to write a post about, I don't know, um, let's talk about engagement strategies, right? I'm going to go into that, that document and I'm going to keyword search engagement and I'm literally going to hit every post. I can just quickly scroll through and just like grab and repurpose that content. That's awesome. What? I do that how for you, my how do you, content. Do do I do that? that for my newsletter. I do that for my courses. I do that for every piece of content that I make. It's, Wait, Dan, how do you how do you get that full download? What what's the um so you go into your like you go to your profile, you go to settings and privacy. Um under data privacy, I'm get a I'm copy of your data. Yeah, get a copy of your data, you hit change. It's gonna give you two options. It's going to say, uh, download the larger data file or you can so you can pick, you can be very selective about what you choose. You need to do the full data download because you can't get your posts without it. It's gonna take 24 hours. It's gonna send you an email right away and say like, hey, here's happy information. Wait the next day until the, the thing comes in, you hit the link. You have to do it because it does expire after like two days, grab that. And then I drop that into my document and I just copy and paste it. I have it shared with my team so they have access to it. Um, so it's, it's also yeah. good to grab your uh, connections every quarter and take a deep dive into who you're connected to because I promise you there are people in there that have fallen off your radar and are potential you can mine for gold in your content, uh, so your connections uh, download, or see if you're missing major target areas for yourself. So that is the good stuff. That one you can get, That if you just select connections, that takes like 15, 20 minutes to process. Yeah, that one's easy to get. We're gonna have another conversation about LinkedIn data and stuff. Greg Langley does an awesome job with this. He downloads all of his contacts twice a week, and then what he does is he um, he puts it into so what he does he basically made a, a a dashboard sheet on his on this document and it's got all his pivot tables so he keeps dropping the information in there so literally he can tell like you can be like all right who how, who have you messaged the most out of all of your contacts right like out of, out of your entire network who have you messaged the most and he can like literally just hit a button and it'll be like you have sent three thousand something something messages to this person. So like he can like literally look at like who have I engaged with based on like DMs based on uh, uh, like comments and stuff like that and actually kind of look to see like who he's most engaged with, which is really cool. Because then you can start to like filter by different things, right? You can filter by like job title or by industry or whatever. And if you need to make an introduction to someone, if you need to look for leads, if you need to do this or that or whatever, like being able to sort by that, that, that information is crazy powerful. Yeah, the, the amount of data that we, we do have at our disposal is pretty amazing. It's just a matter of how you use it 
effectively. So that sounds like a great topic for a future power hour. Yeah. Power 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the rest of the 10 minutes is them doing their homework. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, so Rachel, uh, where where can people find you? Um, I'm guessing LinkedIn is the best place. Uh, but yeah, like where if people after after the show want to connect with you, have questions for you, um, to give them the the information. Um, yes. Yeah, so LinkedIn, uh, be very easy to find me, Rachel Simon. Uh, my photo has a teal background, uh, so please feel free to reach out and just reference uh, Power Hour in a message. You could literally just write "Saw you on Power Hour." and I will accept it. But if you just send me a, a connection request with no message, then I have to do some digging into who are you. Um, and uh, I would also love, love, love for people to sign up for my emails. I send one email every other week with a tip. It's very tip focused. So I'm trying to build that list. And uh, I definitely need to talk to you, Dan, on list building because Oof, it's hard. It is. Um, it's like getting into a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're very high value and I really trying to make them fun. So all uh, of Rachel's anyway. best content in one place. I'm actually, I'm surprised. I, I don't know why I'm not signed up yet. I'm going to sign up right now. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this is so fun. I, again, I can talk about LinkedIn all the live long day and uh, it's always just great to chat with people who also see why it's such an awesome platform and, um, you know, have fun with it. That's really the end of the day. It's like, if you're not having fun on there, then it's time to kind of reassess and, and change your strategy because it shouldn't be a drag. It should be fun. Exactly. Good point. It's really that's, good. that's always my, when, when I ask my number one LinkedIn tip, have fun. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be good at doing anything, no matter how good that strategy is. If you don't enjoy doing it, if you have to slog through it, you're going to be you're not going to get the results. So. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we, we invest a lot of time on it, so it should be time well spent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this was great time spent for me. So thank you so yeah. much for inviting me to join. <laughs> thank you for coming, Rachel. It was great. Yeah, you had a blast having you on. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone um, who joined us. Mm -hmm. uh, go do your homework that Rachel has uh, assigned to you. Go find five to 10 people who are who share a similar audience, who are engaged regularly, um, who would be a good fit for you to network with and, and build together. Um, go comment and engage with them every day. And um, we'll see you hopefully next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye, everybody. Right, Bye. Thanks.